Yo, what is up, everybody? Welcome to the night's uh, Frisco Report. We got a full house of of uh, some of the best out in the game. This is serious, guys. So we're cap more time. And uh, man, got everybody in here. Uh, sent out the invites. Everybody was down. So I love that. CFT, Mr. Rome in the house. Jay Tuck. Cowboys fans only in the house. Cowboys corner in the house. And uh, Dallas Cowboys fan 1980 in the background. Man. <laughs> <laughs> guys, man, every, shout out to everybody in the chat box. Everybody's watching us live on the replay. Shout out to you guys, man. We're going to hit the news hard and heavy here. We're going to go over a couple of topics, a couple of uh, tweets of the day and that sort of thing. Uh, before we get started, guys, just you guys uh, introduce yourselves where they can find you before you know, we get this thing going. I'll start with uh, CFT here. How y'all doing, man? It's your boy, Mr. Rome, Cowboys Fan Talk. Um, I really appreciate the being here with some some real heavy hitters. Um, thanks for bringing me on, Joe. And um, yeah, let's get to it. Let's talk about our favorite team. Yeah, let's do it. Jay Tuck. Yeah, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Jay Tuckman. Of course, you can find me on my YouTube channel, Cowboys Fans Only. Also, hit me up on Twitter at JTuck151 and go to CowboysFansOnly.com for your CFO merch. The season's here, y'all. We finally made it. Let's get to it. Uh, yes, sir. 1980. 1980. Guys, what's going on, man? Appreciate y'all having me on. Um, trying to get cool in here, man. I got a fan. I'm out. You know, my wife kicked me out of the garage. <laughs> I got to get my fan and stuff going on. Um, yeah, Dallas Cowboys fan 1980 here on YouTube. Uh, same thing for Twitter. Um, Facebook, Will Jackson, um, Instagram, Jabroni5249, and uh, that's about it, man. But don't pay attention to me, man. Y'all sign up for these guys. <laughs> <laughs> Good to have you back, bro. Cowboys Corner Mike, what's up, bro? Primetime Field said it best. No intro. Let's get into this, baby. Cowboys <laughs> Corner right here on YouTube. Uh, Ruben said he got some heavy hitters. Well, we're hitting. Number home runs, the home run derby tonight. Let's get into yeah, it. There's yeah. it. That's it. Home run derby indeed. Shout out to everybody in the chat box, man. So let, let's get let's get into the topics, man. Um, I'm gonna share my screen here. We'll, we'll we'll go over some of these here. Um, as far as the latest tweets of the day, the highlights, man. I, I lots of good stuff coming out from today, and uh, you know it's lots of uh, good topics, man. Lot, lots of good stuff coming out here. Let me see if I can pull this up here, guys. Let's see. If uh, let me see here if it'll pull it up. Where's it at? Where's it at? Okay, here we go. All right, there we go. All right, guys. So the first topic we want to talk about is this one here, right? So we're talking about this is from Todd Archer. Just to be clear, Dak Prescott did not take a step back or have a setback on his shoulder strain. The team took a step back and decided to be more conservative with approach since he wasn't playing in the Hall of Fame game. Anyway. And no practice again until Sunday. So, guys, um, you know, whoever whoever wants to speak on this, what, what's your feeling on this? Do you guys feel that this is the right thing? Are, are you kind of getting kind of concerned here now that they're starting to change the verbiage you know, <laughs> and this type of thing? Like, how, what, What's your gut feeling here? How are you feeling about this? You, uh, you did a, a survey on your YouTube, on your community page, talking about how – do you trust the Cowboys organization with players' injuries? Absolutely not. <laughs> Bander has turned into a flare-up to a surgery, okay? And then he broke his collarbone the next year. Sean Lee's hamstrings were never even – were never good. But he was cleared to play, played five plays, tore it again, right? I don't trust Cowboys when it comes to injuries. I don't. Right. Dak Prescott, 
he went to the medical staff and said, hey, something don't feel right. You got the, EM, the MRI. They're probably not going to release everything. Precautionary, they got a game plan for these rookies and teach them how to game plan, et cetera. So I get that part. But I don't know if, if the Cowboys are trying to give us everything, which they won't. But I think it's really something to monitor. If he don't play any preseason games, that's not good at all. I want him to at least play a series in any of one of these games. He's, he's, he hasn't played ball since October, all right? But I'm not buying the whole organization thing when it comes to players' injuries. We're, we got to monitor this as fans from a distance, right? But if you don't play a preseason game, I think it's something deeper. Yeah, let's let's go from let's go from the top down here. Now, now that I kind of have an organization, <laughs> so let's go CFT. What's your thoughts here on this topic here? Um, I think that it is an actual injury, but I do think it. I think the thing that makes that gives me confidence one is August third. Um, we got over a month until we have to actually take the field. Um, I think Dak has probably been overworking his arm because he got a football field behind his house, and he's probably been throwing like crazy. So he gets out there. I appreciate him paying attention that, that it was July when he did this, and he was like, I don't need to over-push it in July. I don't got nothing to prove. So, you know, I bet you if this was last year when he was going for that contract, he wouldn't have said nothing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But when you're when you, when you a made man and you put your, 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 your name on that dotted line, you, you, you pay attention to your body a little bit different. So he's like, you know what? I don't need to throw my arm out of the socket or anything like that. I'm going to go ahead and be precautious. You know what I'm saying? Because he pulled himself off the field. He didn't look a certain way and the medical staff pulled him or something like that. It was precautionary. I think it's smart. And But I, I'll agree with Mike, though. If he don't throw in the preseason, everybody, they're going to be sounding alarms if he don't throw one thing in the preseason. I think we should look forward to Dak in the – What's the um usually the preseason game everybody starts the the, the third one? Yeah, yeah. August twenty first versus Houston. So we should see him in the Houston game, definitely. But if we roll through, you know how they said what I've seen, they said that they're gonna rest him for the week. If we get through these Rams practices and he don't throw nothing, and then another week passes with a no throwing, then everything will change. It's, it's kind of it's it's fluid. Right now, though, I'm gonna say it's August third. By August fifteenth, I might be singing a different tune. Let's let's just see. Mm-hmm. But you talk. Yeah, I mean, concern. No, I feel like if this was you know game week, Dak would be able to play because of course they'd probably just inject his shoulder and he'll be able to go. But for me, kind of reading the tea leaves, right? You got to be kind of having question marks about what's going on with Dak's arm because even if he's not throwing or practicing he could be doing some light throwing like he's not throwing at all like even watching him at camp like he's been uh you see the tweets about him using the left arm so how bad is it really where you're not just even just tossing the ball around slightly so mm-hmm. there has to be some type of pain issue there but i feel like the cowboys are wanting to be precautionary when it comes to it just to make sure they don't he doesn't uh, further hurt himself mm-hmm. but i would definitely keep an eye on it because of course we want to see him in preseason i think for cowboys fans standpoint we want to see Dak get hit i think Dak wants to get hit so you know, if we go into next week and he's still not thrown, he's still not participating, kind of having run throughs, then I'm gonna kind of ring the alarm just a little bit more. But from right now, I'll kind of give him the pass for this week. Well, well said, well said there. 1980, what's your take on this? Uh, I really don't. Y'all know me, man. I, <laughs> I don't know if this was talking to uh, 
the I think season. Um, I, I'm not really concerned about Dak's shoulder. Uh, there was no mystery behind it. I, uh, like I said in my video earlier today, um, I think this is one of those things where um, the, uh, we, all, we all knew that he wasn't going to play anyway, regardless. Oh. I don't even think if his shoulder was, was hurt or wasn't hurt, uh, he wasn't going to play regardless, uh, I don't think, uh, just, just because of the ankle injury anyway. Uh, this game isn't really important for him. And um, I think this is one of those situations where we just kind of have to hold our horses and pump our brakes on this one. Um, but the thing I am concerned about is if he does, like Tuck said, if he, if, if he doesn't show next week or the week after, then there's going to be some red flags or some concerns there. Um, I'm, I'm not really concerned at all. I just think this is one of those things where Dak wanted to sit out anyway. So <laughs> right. I, think, I think we need I think we I think they need to get Dak out there on the field. Uh because you gotta remember we're playing the Super Bowl champs week one. Right. So you you don't you don't wanna hold him all, you know, you don't wanna hold him out the whole preseason. Mm -hmm. You wanna go ahead and get him in there, get him hit, get him tackled by somebody some other, not, uh, some other than his teammates. Yeah. And um, so he can, you know, he can feel the pain. He can feel, get himself back up off the ground and, you know, get his feet wet. But that's that's just my two cents on that, man. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Great takes there, guys. Great takes there. So that that's a good, uh, I mean, that's that's an interesting topic of the day there. Obviously, Dak Prescott. Uh, a little clip here just to, just to take a look at something here. Kyle Yeomans, uh, one, of, one of my favorites, covering camp. You know, we got Jabril Cox closing in on uh, Danucci here. Yeah, obviously had to pull up there, but if that was a regular play, he he would have made that play there. You know what I mean? So it's good to see Jabril Cox out there. Um, what, what's your thoughts on the impact that we're going to see from a Jabril Cox? CFT, we'll start with you, and then we'll we'll go down the list here. I think Jabril is going to see um, more so spot duty. I don't know how much – on the field time he's going to get because of that log jam at linebacker, um, unless they decide to give him some some reps at another position. But most positions, the depth is so crazy. Mm -hmm. I don't think Jabril's going to get a lot of snaps until next year when I think one or two of those linebackers that we do have now won't be there. Now, my confidence in Jabril's talent, I think it's amazing as far as his coverage ability and things like that. I think he's going to bring an element to the linebacker core that no one else has because he – he can cover, cover like slot receivers from what I was seeing out of his college team. So I think the talent is there, but I don't think that he's going to get a lot of run this year unless, um, I hate to say it, I know he's been the punching bag, unless Jalen <laughs> or LVE or somebody just comes out and plays so horribly that the coaching staff week four or something like that, because they're going to give him a, a true shot, decides to start making some substitution type situations. But I don't think, that it's going to be off the bat. It's not going to be like Jalen had a bad series. Go ahead, Andrew Brew. Right. It's either going to be injury or continued weeks of just bad play. And then, you know, you know how it goes. They'll, they'll work them in a little bit. I have confidence in them completely. But, I mean, there's also this word called politics in football, especially professional football. Right. And he's not going to get on the field unless something miraculous happens in that, in that, in that form. Yeah. Mike, Cowboys, what you, what you got on, on Jabril Cox here? What do you think the impact's going to be? Yeah, I think it's going to be 
uh, for preseason for this game, the Hall of Fame game, I got to disagree with Cowboys fan talk here. I think he's actually going to get a lot of snaps. If you look at the, the unofficial depth chart that came out, there's not a lot of players that the Cowboys have invested in that are going to play in this game, right? Uh, Jalen Smith's not going to play in the Hall of Fame. Oh, I meant, um, I'm sorry. I meant um, regular season. My fault. Didn't, oh, didn't oh. <laughs> I was, I, I'm sorry. I was on the wrong topic. My fault, Jim. No, for the Hall of Fame game, he's going to get a lot of playing snaps, and he's one of my players to watch. I got two offense. I got two defense. I dropped the video last night. If you missed it, go check it out, guys. Uh, but he's one of my players to watch on there, Jabril Cox. High expectations. I think he was a steal in the fifth round. Um, is he a prac- Is he a bad practicer? He's not getting a lot of buzz in, in this training camp. Is he a bad practicer? Let's, when those lights come on, let's see how he reads, reacts, makes tackles, makes plays, stuff like that. Right now, you're not hearing a lot of buzz on Jabril Cox. Maybe he's just a bad practicer. Maybe he's picking things up slowly. But all that we'll find out in this Hall of Fame game when things are full speed, when you're able to hit somebody. Um, so I'm hoping he can make this team because the depth, the depth scares me. Talk about Jalen Smith. Jalen Smith scares the crap out of me every day that he's out there. He's a liability on this football team, in my opinion, right? Uh, Leighton Van Der Esch, can he can, – he, he broke his collarbone week one last year. How durable is he? Is he glass? You know what I'm saying? So I need your Bill Cox, this depth, to shine. And we we, we allocated draft picks, as Stephen Jones says it, and to Jabril Cox. I need him to play big this preseason. Yeah, what, what do you got, Jay? Tell you, you were out there. What did you see from Jabril Cox, if, if anything? Do, do you see that potential? Like, what, what did you see when you were out there from him? I, from what I've seen from Jabril Cox is actually what you're seeing right now. I mean, the talent is there. I think that's why we were all excited about the pick. It's yeah. just, as Rome mentioned, where is he going to fit? I feel like this is the excitement about the Hall of Fame game, right? Because I said this on Twitter. Like, some Cowboys fans, like, I'm not watching that. Like, Dak and Zeke ain't playing. But, like, for us, the diehard fans, you know what I'm saying, on this side and also watching this channel right now, like, we're going to be locked in on players like Jabril Cox to see what they can really bring. And I feel like last mm-hmm. year, this is what the Reggie Robinsons, the Bradley and Nice really missed out on this opportunity. Opportunity. So I feel go. like if Jabril Cox is able to come in and shine, then there's an opportunity for him to make the final roster. But you got to think about you have Jalen Smith, hate him or love him. You have Micah Parsons, LVE, Keanu Neal. Those are your key four. Francis Bernard's kind of nicked up. You have Luke Gifford, one of my personal favorites. Who I'm keeping my eyes on is Anthony Hines out of out of AM. So there's an opportunity for him to kind of slide in there. But as of right now, I think Jabril Cox will be a special team stash. And then, like Rome said, later down the road next year is where you'll really see him evolve, unless there's injuries, unless you know Keanu Neal doesn't work out, then maybe he can kind of work his way in the pipeline. But it's gonna be hard for him to kind of because the, the linebacker room is so tight right now. It's like, all right, you got very limited opportunity to make a splash. And so he has the opportunity in camp in preseason. But I just don't think he's going to be one of those core guys that's going to be out there. Absolutely. Great, great takes there, man. So um, my thing is for Keanu Neal, you know, I kind of I kind of see hot and cold reports on him. So I'm kind of like maybe this is where you can get Jabril Cox kind of the same kind of role, right? Somebody that right. has some coverage skills but can, you know, you know, shoot around and then be a sideline, a sideline kind of guy. So, yeah. Not to interrupt, Joe, because, like, I know Keanu Neal's been, quote-unquote, kind of being that coverage guy, and I said this on Twitter the other day when I was on camp. I was like, Dalton Schultz is tossing Keanu Neal in the air fryer, bro. Like, (laughs) and so if Keanu Neal doesn't work, and he's more of a project, too. So, you know, if he doesn't turn out to be that, quote-unquote, coverage guy, 
maybe that's an opportunity for Drew Brio Cox to really step in and be that nickel guy as far as the linebackers are concerned. But you also got Dan Quinn who brought in Keanu Neal, so you kind of got that sponsor in-house that's going to kind of want you in-house. So it's going to be interesting to see how it shakes out. Absolutely. That was great. Good point. Yes, yes. Very, very good stuff there indeed. Let me see what the next topic here we want to go ahead and get into. Uh, let's see. Uh, David Hellman. All right. Diggs has had a very strong <laughs> the fact that he keeps showing up on Lamb highlights. <laughs> I'm not telling you Diggs is ready to be an all-pro or anything, but I think it's more about how good CD is than him struggling. So, guys, we've kind of seen this from the jump, right? Like, you're you're seeing what you want to see. You want to see Diggs and Lamb, your two guys, take that next step. And you're, mm-hmm. you're seeing Lamb, who is, like, very exciting, right? So – What's your take on this here? Uh, give me your take on, on what you see from Diggs and Lamb. CFT, we'll start with you there. Okay, well, I'll start with the, the, the highlight of or the best player of training camp so far, C.D. Lamb. Um, <laughs> C.D. Lamb has been – oh, one of the ghosts so real quick. Threw me off. <laughs> wasn't, wasn't ready. <laughs> no, um, C.D. Lamb has been incredible. Like, like you know how you hype about a player. I'm like king hype. You know what you know what I do, Joe. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I couldn't even, I couldn't even predict how good he, he he's been this camp. And I know it's just camp, but I'm telling you right now, I don't think anybody, any corner in the league, want to see CD Lamb right now the way he's playing. The biggest thing I've noticed about his play in the camp is every time he makes an amazing catch, he doesn't even get excited anymore. He just gets right. up and walks off. Like, yeah, that's how I give it up. So, I'm just – I'm blown away with CD. Um, yeah, man. I just I, – I, I, he leaves me speechless sometimes like, wow, that's yeah. that's supposed to be our third receiver. I don't know <laughs> who's supposed to cover that, you know. But, um, yeah, CD's been amazing. As far as Trayvon Diggs, I feel like he's going to take a, a step forward. Um and the main reason I think that is 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 is, is real easy. It's plain as it's plain as day. He trains with his brother in the offseason. Mm-hmm. That's no joke. Because you, if you got a brother or a, a, a close friend, sibling rivalry or, or friendship rivalry is real. So right. the fact that they both in the NFL and Stephon Diggs is you know top of the food chain. He's, people talk about him him being a top five receiver. I'm I'm sure when they line up and they training that is is, is is no punches being held back. They, they they train it hard as ever. And I think that those lumps that he takes going against his brother is really going to give him a, a step forward instead of just training against some of our, let's just call, say, lower-tier receivers. Now, do I think he's going to be Jalen Ramsey this year? No. Do I think that he's going to be better than Awuzie? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mike, what's, what's your take on Diggs and Lamb year two? Yeah, see, Cowboys fans talking about a great point about him practicing. Diggs talking about, you know, practicing with his brother coming in here. Two second-year players, uh, you know, going at it, friendly competition. Um, I love it. I love it, right? They, these guys deserve this, both of them, Diggs and Lamb. They, they were strapped from this last year. This was taken away from them. So they showing out. There was one video – or I think Diggs got a face mask on Lamb, and he's trying to knock that ball out, even though Lamb caught it. I mean, the, <laughs> the love, the brotherhood that these guys – right here, baby. What did I say right there? 
That's land right there. <laughs> I that every day. You feel me? Because I, I just love it. Now, I like the mindset from Diggs as the corner, right? You kind of want that mindset of, I touched 14 balls, but I didn't come up with 14 interceptions. Yes, sir. That's, yes, sir. that's a dog right there. That's what this defense has been missing. We talk about leadership and things of that sort. You give Diggs in the middle of the year, I'm telling you, he's going to be on that sideline screaming at somebody. It might be Tank Lawrence over there with his jaw on the floor because he can't get a damn set. <laughs> That's what it's going to be. Um, I love it. Glam, he, the, the guy, someone said in the comments that he fell to 17. A lot of fans, including myself, wasn't happy with it. We needed defense there, but Cowboys got it right. They drafted Lamb. I'm a man of my word. If I eat my crow, I'm buying a jersey. I got a <laughs> So Larry tells you something right there. Hey, bro. So I don't know. Iron sharpened iron. It's great to see. Jake Tuck, it's all you. Yeah, man. If you follow me closely, man, I said CeeDee Lamb was top five wide receivers in the NFL the moment we drafted him. And I haven't backed down from that. He's been my wide receiver one in Dallas last year. And what you're starting to see is him grow. Like, he's starting to grow. And he mentioned in an interview that he had on 105.3 The Fan the other day, one of his biggest mentors was that other 88, Dez Bryant. So you got that – you're starting to see that dog mentality starting to be injected it. to CeeDee Lamb, where it's like, granted, it's the iron sharpens iron mentality versus him and Diggs, but – Diggs is just outmatched versus CeeDee Lamb, but a lot of cornerbacks in the NFL is going to be outmatched versus CeeDee Lamb as well. So it's no slight to Diggs, but I feel like the coverage that you're seeing, it's tight coverage. So as long as you're making tight coverage, you know what I'm saying, it's making things a lot harder for CeeDee Lamb, but he's still going up and make that place. And so I feel like naturally Diggs is going to evolve getting those reps, reps, as you mentioned, like going against his brother, you know, in the all season, but also constantly going against CD lamb. And yeah. I feel like what I really can't wait to see is when you get Cooper back. Now our other guy in Kelvin Joseph, he's going to start to get that home cooking where he's going against the top elite wide receiver in the NFL with Mari Cooper. So it's iron sharpens iron. You got to be extremely excited about what you're seeing defensively with the secondary in this matchup because last year's draft class was special, man. And I feel like it's on the up for both of these players. Awesome. Yes, sir. Puts the King joined the broadcast tonight. The to go to goats. Yes, sir. What, what, what's up, fellas? Um, what's going on? Uh, how y'all doing, man? First of all, there's a special uh, 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 group cast, man. So, anyway, so Joe, the question is you said year two digs and, and lamb, both of them going at each other. Is that the topic right now? I came yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, so so I just did a ranking, and those were actually my one and two. And mm -hmm. the truth is, is I people took it the wrong way when I said that Diggs is limited. It's not that he's limited; it's just that Ceedee Lamb is just that good. And right. the truth yeah. of the matter is, is now so he's farther along at this juncture in his career than Dez was at this juncture in his career. Mm -hmm. And the fact that now the route running is starting to look crisp. Um, he's a he's just a more focused individual. People have to remember, Dez had a lot of baggage. Like yeah. he was all over the place as a young player, and, and in the meet. yeah, in the yeah, and 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 Dez's Dez's bag wasn't um, this wide open. I think what De what what CD is going to be able to do with the ball in his hands, um, run after catch, route running is going to be sharp, and he just has a. When you like when when we talk draft and you talk about ranking and rating players, his ceiling has just always been higher than a player like it like a Diggs, and so that's why. I, but the fact that Diggs is having such a good campus encouraging too, because the truth mm -hmm. is, Diggs was a second round pick. Right. He had some flaws at Alabama, um, 
He he he, had, he got grabby at times. He had double moves, messed with his eyes at times. But the fact that he's back, like you want these two going at each other like they are, mm-hmm. because as a corner, unless you're Jalen Ramsey, who's just a freak, <laughs> it's, it's rare that you don't get beat. So it's about how do you bounce back? Because let's be honest, there aren't just lockdown corners just on every team in the league. So right. if I can get a really good corner, like have a really good corner in digs, and that's what we have, I'm good. That's a fact. Facts. Mm-hmm. You're good. We're good. We're going to run the East. I, I'm yeah. loving I, I, I got the, my NFC East championship hat on, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So we got that there. Nah, but he, but one, he's still been cooking digs, though. Yeah. If you're going to get cooked, I don't think you feel bad if it's CD Lamp. Right. 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 Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. This next topic here, Todd Archer. This is some Amari Cooper news, guys. So Amari Cooper said his rehab process from the ankle surgery has been longer than expected, right? I wouldn't say I'm quite 100% yet, to be completely candid, but I'm real close. I'm trying to be the best Amari Cooper that I can be, trying to be better than I've ever been. All right, guys? So the take here is, you know, before camp even started, they were saying, oh, it was going to be close, whether he was going to be ready for camp or not. So that, that timeline has got pushed back a little bit. But... You know, you do see some clips of him out there on, um, you know, doing doing some work, you know, doing some some movement. And then but you don't see him cut, making cuts yet. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, he, he is being honest with that. But guys, what what is your take on the Amari Cooper? What's the timeline? Do you feel that, that he'll be ready for for week one? We'll start with CFT. What's your take, bro? Um, Yeah, I have no, uh, no doubts that Amari is going to be ready. I feel like. I made a video about this before we jumped on because um, I, I saw the little interview with Mari's talking about he wants to play at 210 this year. He's look, dropping 15 pounds. He wants to be lighter and quicker. And I think because I, I like to think, like, what is the player thinking? Like, what's on their mind? Mm-hmm. And these are alpha males mostly that we're dealing with. I feel like Amari's tired of watching how much love CD's been getting. Now, I don't think that he's mad at him like a personal vendetta. I think as an alpha male, you just are like, look, I'm wide receiver one still. I'm just rehabbing. But everybody's just kind of moved on, like, all right, man, CD Lamb is cool. And well, if Amari were listening Amari to me last year, he wouldn't have felt that way. <laughs> yeah, Amari might not be perfect. <laughs> but I feel like Amari's like, okay. And I do feel like he's going to come back trying to show with his play that I'm not ready to be unseated quite yet. I think that that's beneficial for the team. If you got two players that are vying to be solidified as that wide receiver one on the Cowboys. You got Dak Prescott back there dealing and you got Michael Gallup, who's the forgotten one. I think he really can't lose. I feel like Amari's going to come back seriously. Like, okay, y'all, y'all forgetting how good I am. And he's going to try to show, cause he's not, he's not going to say anything. He's just going to try to show with his play. And I mean, you want to motivate Amari Cooper. You got a motivated CD lamb, obviously. And you got a motivated Michael Gallup because ain't nothing more motivating than that contract. So <laughs> I think we set up. Yeah, and I think I think to piggyback off that, um, I think what people have to remember is we see the highlight and the splash plays by C D Lamb, but when you get into these games, there's gonna be actual scheme involved by the defense. So there's gonna be this is just a practice setting. So there's red zone period, there's seven on seven period. So as, as fans, people have to f- remember, like, 
when you start playing games, there's going to be guys that they're designing, okay, CD got us over the top. We're going to take that away. So we, in all honestly, we kind of all want it to work together. Right, Joe? And oh, yeah. so, I mean, the, the truth is I never expected Amari Cooper. Amari, he's at that year. He's at that point in his career that he's not like the young, the young guys where he's just going to go out there and, 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 and be at every camp and the whole night. I mean, every practice at camp and the whole if he had anything nagging, you know they're going to keep him out just like they're doing with Dak right now. It's it's encouraging, though, that he's running. As long as Amari Cooper's in shape, because that's his game, cutting, running, mm-hmm. being a great route runner, as long as he's in shape, I feel good. So the fact is we don't need to put these guys against each other. We need them really to be on the on the right. same page because oh, yeah, this offense could be you know, what it needs to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll, yeah. I'll tell you, I, I, I'm call, I'm I'm seeing a trend here with Cowboy Fan Talk just mentioned about he wants to play at a lower weight, 210, right? I'm, I'm calling this the Gerald McCoy effect because none of these players were talking about this until Gerald McCoy hit the scene of the Cowboy. Yeah, he got hurt in the squad and stuff like that, but Zeke dropped his weight. Amari Cooper wants to drop his weight. All these players are kind of slimming down, playing lighter, right? And that wasn't happening in the Cowboys organization. It could be the new stretch conditioning staff. It, it could be the head coach. But I didn't start noticing this until Jerry McCoy started talking about it. Maybe he got inside of these young bucks' head and said, listen, if you want these sec third contracts, you better you better take care of your body, right? So <laughs> call that the Gerald McCoy effect. But Amari Cooper, man, the Cowboys, his his contract's guaranteed after June 1. If, they, if the Cowboys cut him pre-June 1, it's $16 million in cap savings, right? So he he has to either he has to play to get now, that care. Now, say that from the perspective of Stephen Jones. <laughs> Again. Right. Oh, Dollar General Jones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a contract for another team or he's going to make sure the contract the guarantees next, next year, right? So he's playing it smart. He's getting his weight down. He's making sure that ankle is 100%. Amari Cooper's always talking about his ankle, and he'll make the excuse it's been happening since high school, right? I played through this. He got his surgery. He's playing lighter. There's money at stake. You start making messing with the grown man's pocket, he's going to make changes. And I'm glad he's saying this because he's one of the best in the league. He's going to improve these guys, either guaranteed money or he's going to go to another team, and it might be the Giants. You know what I got to say um, to, to, to piggyback off what uh, Mike said? Um, the crazy thing about Coop, you know, with him kind of – Taking that veteran, like I, I might not be at every practice. Amari Cooper's like 26 or 25 right. or something crazy. Young, yeah. Like it's amazing to me that, you know, usually you 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 at this point we'll be like, well, Mark Cooper's 29, is ready to transition. He's so young because of when he came into the league that you if he has a great year and he stays healthy, it really it's I don't want to be, I wouldn't want to be Stephen Jones making this decision because mm-hmm. You want to keep all three, that's almost probably impossible because of the money. But if Amari Cooper has a great year, we already know CeeDee Lamb's going to have a great year, and Gallup has a great year, what you going to do? <laughs> you know? It's your choice between Gallup and a Cooper at that point. Right. And, oh, that, oh. Yeah, and I, and I think that's what it's going to come down to. I think, you know, just we have to start as Cowboys fans looking through this team and through the lens of Stephen Jones. And as soon as mm-hmm. Mike mentioned save 16 mil, I'm like, we already know what's happening. Like, oh, yeah. you know, it, it, because <laughs> I, I, was, I was one of those fans. Like I said, I'm a huge City Lamb fan. And I said, if the Cowboys knew that they were getting City Lamb in the draft, they would not resign Mari Cooper. I'm sorry, y'all, but I feel like that's just the, the fact of the matter. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but like Foots was saying, man, it all has to work together because you know they're going to scheme for CeeDee Lamb or scheme to take away Michael Gallup. So the three-headed monster really creates that that mismatch offensively. Um, I expect not to see Amari Cooper until Tampa. I don't. You're probably not going to see him much in the preseason. No, I don't think I don't think you're going to see him until Tampa. To be honest with you, kind of looking at what he was doing, he I mean he was just on doing the cords and doing things. He wasn't even moving lateral yet, so he was yeah. just running sprints, doing core drills like that. So you know, I think it's going to be more of a slow play. But Tampa Bay, he'll be out there. How effective will he be? Just having Mari Cooper out there, though, you have to scheme for him. So I think it'll be a slow play when it comes to Mari Cooper. Well, but to your point, if Coop gets on the field, you know, Coop is one. Of, he like Kawhi Leonard. He right. don't want to play unless he a hundred percent. Right, right, right. You know, or well, he wants to at least look like he's a hundred percent because when he's right. not, he'll come off the field. My right. point is, I, I I agree with you, Tuck. I I don't think that he probably won't come back till Tampa. But right. I know if he does come back, he don't want to half half it. Like if he yeah, he, he, like he not, yeah, he's not gonna come out there limping or anything like that. I feel yeah, like they're exactly. gonna try to get him a hundred percent for Tampa, and then kind of mention what you know we guys were mentioning about you know the players wanting to lose weight. The one thing I noticed when I was out there, y'all, is just the team speed is different. Like especially defensively, man. Like I've been saying this. Team defense speed is just on a whole nother level. Randy Gregory's flying. Micah Parsons is flying. Bossman Fats out there flying. Like the speed is at a completely new, new level. And I think that's a lot to do to not only the athleticism of the players we have in house, but from Dan Quinn simplifying things. The players aren't thinking as much. It's not, you know, who's your assignment? Who, you know, what's going on? And I go back to Saturday. There was a play where the offense ran a double motion. And normally last year, bro, that would have tripped us up. They would have been tripping over their feet, you know, calling a timeout. <laughs> but like Micah Parsons, Jalen, the LVE was like a chain of command. Like they knew their assignments. Boom, boom, you go here. Micah Parsons jumped, went in motion with the wide receiver, and they were ready to go. And so I feel like Dan Quinn, like we've been saying, is putting these players in a position where they can just think and react and play football versus all the colluded stuff they were going through last year. So it's very rewarding to see as a Cowboys fan. Yeah. Hell yeah, bro. I, I love hearing the news about the team speed. You know, that's what they wanted to do, get length and speed out right. there. Right? Yeah, so. he, he did it. We were sitting back on draft. Like, what the hell is going on? But now, all right, all right. I see what y'all were trying to do. Y'all just want to get fast, athletic, you know, versatility, players that can play inside, outside. All right, all right, cool. I'll shut up a little. Yeah, draft day was so emotional. <laughs> yeah. Day two was emotional. Day two was like, what? Day what two was happened? hella emotional, man. So. <laughs> that was a crazy. That was that was a hell of a draft, man. Here's here's a little video there. This is the yeah, law. That's yeah. kind of misleading though by Law Nation. He's not cutting or anything. He's yeah, that's what I'm saying. That and that's all he was yeah. pretty much doing. That and he had cord work as well. So he wasn't like he was running cuts and you know moving laterals. So I'm like, yeah, I can go out there and do that on you know boarding. So it's yeah. like you know. Yeah. Uh, but I'm it telling is. you, you see right below it, CD Lamb with the deep ball. Yeah, who, hey, who, who watching all these highlights. Uh, yeah. like, I gotta get yeah, right, right, right there. Who, who's right. that? Oh, look, look at them, look at them steps on digs, though, man. <laughs> Put that boy to air fry. Hey, man, listen. <laughs> <laughs> digs like, yeah. man, stop putting him on me, man. I'm trying to look good again. Yeah, I was saying, like, man. Cause every time I, every time I see a CD Lamb play, I'm like, who was that on? I'm like, damn, Digs again. Like, that's what we need to talk about right there. Garrett Gilbert, guys. I, I, Joe, I hate to steal the show from you, but how do you oh, guys – I got to know from you guys. How do you guys feel about the backup quarterback situation if Dak arm was to go uh, more oh, than – Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Hypothetically, <laughs> right? Well, Jay Tuck, what you think, man? Well, if something goes wrong with Dak's arm, 
It's tank for Stingley, bro. <laughs> it's tank for Stingley. <laughs> <laughs> I, learned, I learned my lesson last year, man. Something good that goes down, man. I'm taking for Stingley. No, but Something I feel like, nah, just keep keep Gary Gilbert back there. But I feel like Gary Gilbert, <laughs> he's serviceable. It depends on what the situation is. Like, I feel like last year, not only did that go down, but you had the offensive line go down too. Like, there was so much going on. So, if you're able to keep everything healthy from that standpoint, and let's say Dak has to go out for two to three weeks, I feel like Garrett Gilbert is more than enough capable. Because the one thing about Garrett Gilbert, he's going to tuck and run. So, like, he's going to keep the play involved. He's going to tuck and run. You see, he has the arm to, to hit CeeDee Lamb and these wide receivers in stride. And just give Slim Zeke the ball 30 or 40 times. Let's get up, get up out there. So I feel like he's more than enough. Now, let's say, for instance, Lord forbid, Dak's done for the season. No, Garrett Gilbert isn't that guy. So if it's more than like four to five weeks, I'd be kind of iffy. But it's kind of a few games to kind of bridge along the season. I feel like Garrett Gilbert is more than enough capable. Nice. You know what I think about Gilbert? Gilbert's play style reminds me of Dak the first season. And I'll say it like this. Dak used to make sure, like, he was way more calculated with his throws. He was not – he didn't take risks. He, he's waiting for receivers to fully come open, and that's Garrett Gilbert. So, yeah, right. he's not going to try to fit it in no windows. Right. You know, luckily he has amazing receivers that can help him right. with coming open. But right. when I'm watching his play style, that's where, like last year when we played Pittsburgh and stuff, he's going to hold the ball until you kind of come open or it's, right. it's, a, it's, a, it's a, a clear throwing lane. He's going to hold that okay. ball, bro. He on hold that ball because I was out there screaming like throw the damn ball like he's out like bro like you'd have been sacked eight times but yeah he's he's a backup I'll tell you guys this 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 is how you can tell how bad Dak shoulder is if they make a real hard push like after this game if they make a real hard push for a backup quarterback you know when cuts start swinging around that'll give you like it's like tipping your hand like why they so you know focused on getting a backup in here. They might be worried about Dak shoulder. If we roll right through um, the preseason and they they don't make a push to get another solidified backup, that might give you an idea on how they feel about the shoulder more than what they're saying. Mm-hmm. And it also would have been nice after that Pittsburgh game to see Garrett Gilbert get more reps in more games. You know, so I feel like that would have prepared him more. So I think he's going to get a lot of reps in preseason. We'll kind of see what happens. But I'll tell y'all this. Ben DiNucci ain't it and Cooper Rush ain't it. So it's going to be Garrett Gilbert a bus. So yeah. Um, yeah, I think he'll be all right. That's yeah. kind of the feeling I've been getting, man. It's just it's 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 a it's a two it's a, a one man race. You got right. That, <laughs> these other guys are practice squad. Maybe you're gonna churn that right, like bringing some other guys. But I think this front office really does like Garrett Gilbert. You know, you mm-hmm. had uh, Wade Wilson was the one that actually scouted him first. Mm-hmm. You know, back when Garrett was here. So this front office scouting team, they're high on him. I think sometimes right. we may have forgotten that 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 bit of a background on Garrett Gilbert. This was a Wade Wilson find. You know what I'm saying? So right. there's a good relationship between the front office. And I think if he does good in this game, and I think he will, I think he's smart with the ball. I mm-hmm. think fans will, will have more confidence that, okay, I think he can – you know, give uh, us some safety don't, for a Don't do that, Joe, because I'm dumb Dak haters. Well, we need to start with Gary Gilbert. We could <laughs> you know you know how they be doing uh, one, one big throw. Here we go. You know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you up in the Hall of Fame game. You yeah. know, I mean yeah. why we paid that. Yeah. Well, Jay Tuck talked about the elements that Garrett Gilbert was in against the Pittsburgh Steelers, ironically, against the Pittsburgh Steelers, right? Um, 
And he's almost going to have those same elements. You know, he's not going to have a number one offensive line in front of him here at Pittsburgh. And he's not going to have a number one defensive line coming after him either, right? Mm -hmm. So if I and he played pretty okay in that Pittsburgh game. You know, we, mm -hmm. we had a chance to win that, and that was a hot uh, Pittsburgh team at that time, right? So I think what I'm looking for is just where can you pick up? Do I see some kind of command in the huddle, right? And uh, that's what I'm looking for here. He's one of my offensive – I gave you Jabril Cox, one of my offensive, my defense players to watch. I'm giving you one of my offensive – I dropped the video last night. If you missed it, go check it out. But um, Garrett Gilbert, I, I think he'll be a perfect number two for us if he can show some progress here in, the, in these preseason. He's going to get a lot of snaps. He's going to get a ton of fun snaps. So let's just see how he handles those snaps. Let's see if the lights are too big, Joe. Right. And I'll say that and with this perspective as well, like there's really no other options out there. I mean, because I thought that Hunley was going to be one of those guys we can probably bring into play from Green Bay, but he signed with, um, I think, the Colts, right? So it's like, who can you really go get? Like, if you go get Matt Moore, are you feeling that much better? Like, at this point, it's like, you might as well just run with Garrett Gilbert and Slater Rip, man. So they do. You might as well do that Stingley. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. We have to rip Matt Moore Stingley, bro. Like, all right, let's, <laughs> let's go. Hey, hey, Team Tank, I apologize last year, but this. Year that goes down, man. I'm riding with y'all, bro. Dude, so. that would be the worst <laughs> luck. That would just be the worst luck. Be either way. <laughs> yeah. 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 Down. We don't need them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Set them all. Set them all down. That goes down, man. I'm pulling the plug. <laughs> Let, let's switch gears here. I'm, I'm retweeting this here from Spoonie, and this, this is an interesting topic, guys. This is definitely always brings out the great conversation. We'll, we'll just hit on this real quick. Uh -huh. It's it's uh, the 2022 Hall of Fame guys that are eligible for 2022. And Romo, Andre Johnson, DeMarcus Ware, Steve Smith. Yeah. Who gets it and who, who doesn't get in? Do any of them get in? I see I see two bona fide Hall of Famers. And then I see, well, Andre, I'm trying to remember. I know Steve, I think Steve Smith and DeMarcus Ware walk in. Right, easily. I think I'm trying to – Andre Johnson was a beast, but I don't know his full stats off the top to know if he got enough accumulated stats to say he walks in. And I know I know where they're going to detract from Romo, and it's, it's the postseason, unfortunately. Right. You know, it's yeah. just unfortunate. I know how good he was. He got robbed with those injuries. If he never got injured, you're talking about a bona fide Hall of Famer. Right, because he lost so many games just from injury. If he get, if you can add those games he lost, his stats would be crazy. Because right. they're already great, and he missed so much time. Right. So right. yeah, but, I uh, yeah, Demarcus Ward is walking in. I feel like, and right. I feel like he, Steve Smith walking in. Right. Yeah, I I think all three will be in the Hall of Fame at some point as football players. Tony Romo is going to go in as a Hall of Fame right. commentator. All right. Mm -hmm. oh, and then we're going to use some of that football stat and stuff to push the narrative. Okay. That's mm -hmm. a good point. As a commentator, not a football player. But the other three on the right is definitely going in as football players. Yeah. I, yeah, I, that's I a agree. Great point. Because I feel, yeah. 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 Exactly. Because I feel like he's going to go in as a commentator. Now, the only thing is, now since he is a commentator, could he get some of that kind of network push to, to get him in the Hall of Fame? But honestly, Romo. That's our guy. He's, I mean, he's right there. But 
if he goes in the Hall of Fame over Donovan McNabb, like it's like it just doesn't make sense from a football perspective because well, he has politics. Tough, I know, politics. and that's what I'm saying. He he's surrounded by the the best politics. You know, he's a broadcaster, CBS, like all the voters are kind of his guys, and so I mean, it, he but can you know, make he'll it. Go in, and, he'll be first ballot. And, it'll be like, and you know, all Uncle, Uncle Jerry make a phone call, pass a few bucks there. You know, what I'm so it could happen, but I feel like a first ballot Hall of Famer for Tony Romo, yeah. I'd be ecstatic as a fan, but I'd be like. All right, we kind of stole one, but but Demarcus Ware, absolutely. Steve Smith, absolutely. Andre Johnson, I don't think he's a first ballot because hell, Terrell Owens wasn't even a first ballot. So yeah, yeah. Um, but eventually there, yeah. So yeah, definitely. I agree, man. Demarcus Ware gets it for me. You know, I think it's just uh, the impact that he had. You know, um, can you tell the story without that player, right? So Demarcus Ware, you know, a lot of sacks. Got this. He he. Kind of turned the tide there for the Broncos when they added him as a free agent. No put question. Him over. He got the ring. I, I love the Marcus Ware, man. I've always right. liked him. Just solid guy, good guy. I, I think he's a, a shoe in. Right. You're right. You're right, Tuck, on Andre Johnson. Just, you know, unfortunately, Texans. I think he will eventually, though, right? You can't think of his. Mo- you can't think of Andre Johnson's moment. I feel like that's what Tony and also, like, what is their big moment? You got to do a fight. Oh, <laughs> he got to a fight. Yeah, yeah, the, go. fin- the Finnegan fight, right? Yeah, right. Well, that, hey, that, that's not a Hall of Fame moment, but it's, it's good to watch it on YouTube. Right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so that, that's an interesting topic there. I just wanted to pick your guys' mind on that. Guys, in the chat box on the replay, let us know what you guys think. Who of these will get in there? Who's your first ballot Hall of Famer? Hall of Fame game, August 5th, guys. That's coming up. Uh, pump for that game there. Let's hope we come out of that healthy. Indeed. Uh, this one here, guys, I really want to hit on this. We kind of touched on it a little bit, right? So this is from Rob Phillips. The Marcus Lawrence back has passed his physical mm-hmm. and has been taken off active pup list. So he's eligible to begin practice, right? Not sure if we'll get into any drills today, though, but definitely good news here, you know, because a little bit earlier last week or late last week, they said that you know, he may not. I think Jerry even said that he may not see anything until they get back to Frisco and this and that. But but hearing this, guys, what is your feel on, on the Marcus Lawrence, I guess, uh, you know, path to, to getting on the field? I'll, um, I'll take it because I got to drop off after this and let the let the, the real ghost speak. But yeah. um, D-Law, man, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to hear that he, he's healthy from this third surgery. Which is the one thing that that can scare you, man. You going in the back? We know what the back it is for a player. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will say this: he hasn't missed a whole lot of time, but he also has probably been playing through injuries, and that's why his numbers have been dropping. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, he is fully healthy. He's another one of those players that everyone keeps saying, "Well, he looks lighter, and he's dropped some weight." I don't know if that's going to help at his position because he, he, you know, right. hopefully. Um, I, I know I know D Law has a high motor and I know he's gonna give it his all, but sometimes you know injuries rob people of their career. So let's just hope that he's healthy. That's all I got for D Law right now is hoping that he can be majority healthy for the whole year. Um it's good to hear that he's gonna be back like when he when we get back. But I'll see if he if he gets any snaps in the preseason, that'll give me some excitement. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't, you know, it'll give me a cause for pause, you know? Oh yeah. But I'm a um I'm going to drop. I'm going to keep listening and probably jump in the comments with the rest of the people. But um, appreciate you bringing me on, Joe. Yes, Mike, sir. Tuck, man, I respect oh, you. Thank you again. And I'll, I'll chop it up with y'all soon.
Thanks for coming Thanks, on, bro. Appreciate you. Man. Yeah, definitely. All right, bro. So Tank, man, here's where I'm at with Tank, okay? Here's where I'm at with Tank. And I know that the question is the path to get back on the field. Mm-hmm. But he's top three in the league, the best run defender the, the right now, top three. But when it comes to sacks, yeah, we talk about double teams. The greats know how to beat that. Mm-hmm. The we talked about D-Ware. He knew how to beat that stuff to get them sacks, 120 sacks with the Dallas Cowboys. He did that double team, okay? Now, the difference between them, Ware had Anthony Spencer, Ratliff, uh, Ellis for a little bit. These dudes, right? Mm-hmm. Tank Lawrence basically had to do it on his own, okay? So there's there, there, there's there, there's give and there's take. Hey, where you going? <laughs> but here's my thing, though. I need this guy to produce. He talked about getting – double-digit sacks again. Show me. Show me. I haven't heard anything about Hot Boys. I'm pleased with that. The Hot Boy gig, Antoine Woods out of here. Perfect new mindset football. Mm. All right? No Hot Boys. It's hot, it's hot shit, in my opinion. <laughs> You're not sacking anything, okay? You can stop the run. I love that. I love the hustle on the field, but you got, you're getting paid to sack people. Again, that's what I need from you, Tank. No excuses. Your back surgery's done. They're easing you back in off this pub up let's go to work and I, I don't care if i see him in the preseason okay it's, it's a little different than Dak prescott for me i don't care because defense it just takes that 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 first bull rush and, and defense is ready to rock and roll that first hit that first hitter see what i'm saying but mm-hmm. I, I need tank to 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 uh get back in the double digit sacks but still producing the run game that's my expectation right there yeah well my first thing is joe how are you relevant people on your own twitter account <laughs> Huh? How are you listed as a relevant people on your own Twitter account? Like you're logged into your Twitter, but having you as a relevant person. <laughs> <laughs> you and Rob Phillips over there. I'm like, all right, yeah. I see you. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, but Rob yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, man. Um, yeah, it, it's he got to be excited about Demarcus Lawrence coming back, man. It's just another arsenal in the weaponry, man. Like, you know, I I said like earlier about Micah Parsons and Jalen Smith and Randy Gregory, but now you have to scheme for Demarcus Lawrence as well. And you think about it from last year, like Mike was mentioning, you came out last year, all right, we're going to double team Demarcus Lawrence and we'll just take that aspect away. And even though he didn't have the sack numbers, a lot of Cowboys fans would like to see from him. He had a lot of pressures. Like he was within seconds of inches of going to those trenches of getting, you know, more sacks and more player or quarterback pressures. And so if now you come out, you got to know where Micah Parsons is. You got to know where Jalen is. You got to know where LVE is. Now you have Randy Gregory screaming off the other edge. Like it's going to free up Demarcus Lawrence to get a lot of one-on-one um, pass protection, which we know that he does well at normally traditionally. So I feel like he's going to be a lot slighter and leaner. It's only going to help. And so I'm excited because I feel like he's the missing piece of this defense and seeing him out there. And we know he's the leader, though he's not the vocal leader. He's the guy that kind of gets things revved up and going, and you add that with some of this youthful um, athleticism and talent, it, it's going to be fun to watch, man. So the defense is definitely going to take a leap forward. Um, I don't think he'll practice this week. He'll probably be like next week. He'll probably come back to practice and be ready to go. Preseason, get a few reps, but be ready for Tampa. That's all I really care about. Yeah, yeah. Get get, get in there for that that Tampa game. I, yeah. I, I agree, man. And But I, I want to pick your brain on this, Tuck, because you were out of camp. What did you see from the guys getting those reps with him not there? Like, Golston, you know, Dorrance. Terrell Basham. 
Yeah. 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 So, so Goldstein was still kind of nursing the injury for the most part, but Mm -hmm. um, Basham was one of the guys that kind of stood out um, for me coming off the edge is kind of, you know, supplementing um, um, Demarcus Lawrence. And so he was getting a great pressure, but also they used um, Brent Urban inside and outside in a few pass rush opportunities mm-hmm. as well and so i know a lot of people look at urban as just kind of the interior run stuff for guy but he was getting some pressure off the edge dorns is dorns man so i really didn't read too much into it um but if anyone really stood out in substitution of demarcus lawrence it was uh to, was basham um, coming off that edge man um so i'm definitely excited about that because just another um you know tool in the in, tool belt that you can toss out there to to apply pressure and then we'll have to see what happens when Goldston comes back and you know what that really means bradley and i didn't get too many reps um for the most part so it's pretty much basham um and randy gregory coming off the edge getting the most pressures from what i saw awesome that's music to my ears joe yeah yep it is and and speaking of that my boy skywalker still shout out to him He's the best right there. Well, I, I, I like this here, and I, I didn't catch this, so I'm, I'm just retweeting this from Skywalker. But it says, I, I absolutely love to hear Parsons has the green dot and getting some rep with those responsibilities. Great nugget from Helm and DC from the mothership. So if guys that don't know this, I've mentioned this a couple of times, the green dot represents, you know, the play caller for defense. You know, it's yeah. been Jalen before. It's been, you know, obviously Sean Lee, and I think LVE obviously had some of that responsibility. But man, I, I really love this news here. Guys, what do you take from this tweet here? Yeah. Uh, I think we talked about this last week, Joe, is I want LVE to do it because he has that veteran leadership. He's done it before. We got we got to get these guys in line. I feel like Leighton Benrich can be that guy. Not taken away from Micah Parsons, okay? Mm-hmm. But, but Micah Parsons is the rookie, okay? And he needs to learn that position and practice that position. I really feel like this is just the practicing aspect of it because I talked about it earlier. Health is an issue at this linebacker depth. Sean Lee started the trend, and God forsake, we're cursed, and we can't get out of it. All right? So we we got to get him practiced at that because there's going to be a game where we might need him wearing that microphone in his helmet. Yeah. Um, shout out to A. Lavelle. Appreciate you, bro. Um, what's up, Joe? My is doing well. Just want to say thank you both for hard work and knowledge. Cowboys content you both provide. Stay safe and healthy. Thank you very much, Lavelle. You're a longtime subscriber and supporter of the channel. We do appreciate you for tuning in, man. Uh, thank you, Adam. Doing well. Hope you're doing well. Family's great. Hope your family's great. You guys stay safe. You guys stay healthy. Absolutely. Yeah, bro. Tom, what did you? What is your take on this this conversation here with the, the green dot? Well, we all know how Cowboys fans, man. We overreact to every little thing. It's practice. Like, Alan, and I, we're talking about practice. So, yes, you want Micah Parsons to get some reps at middle linebacker. I mean, hell, he's playing defensive tackle as well. He's played defensive end. Like, Micah Parsons is a weapon of mass destruction. And I think people really don't understand that until they see it for themselves. Like, he is going to be utilized in so many different areas of this defense. you got to be excited about that from Cowboys standpoint. So, I think what the Cowboys are doing – Will he be the middle linebacker, have the green dot versus Tom Brady? I hope not. That's going to be a lot of damn cannons firing off my ear. But I feel like for the most part, Whoa. Micah Parsons. Yeah. 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 Oh, zoomed, <laughs> zoomed in. Uh, so, But I feel like uh, Micah Parsons eventually 
this kingdom will be yours. Like Ryan King, like everything, like this will be your defense, Micah Parsons. And so I feel like right now, Dan Quinn is getting him acclimated to every position that he could possibly play. And I think about when you look at Micah Parsons, he's a competitor, but he's eager to learn, right? So he's out there after practices with Dan Quinn working on pass rush moves. And so I feel like he's taking every opportunity to learn different positions so that way he's fully equipped because we never know. We say we don't want a rookie as a green dot guy right now, and all of a sudden LVE goes down in the first half, and now we need a middle linebacker. We want Micah Parsons to be able to slide to possibly the middle linebacker and then bring in Keanu at the wheel and keep Jalen. You know, so you never, you always want to be prepared, and it's just practice, man. So a lot of people have to relax. Like the other day at practice, Zeke was on punt returns, and everyone's freaking out. Zeke's on, why is he returning punts? It's practice. <laughs> this is calm down for a second. Man. Yeah, oh, Zeke's on punt. Like, they were out there. I'm like, Zeke's on punt return. Everyone was like, no, he's not. I'm like, yeah, he's right there at 21. Why is he retarded? I'm like, because it's practice. It's practice. Like, you know, I used to kick field goals at practice sometimes. You know, it'll take a <laughs> great assault. So, yeah, um, no concerns about Micah Parsons being the middle linebacker. I feel like it's going to be a slow play, but eventually he'll have the capability to play middle linebacker. So, yeah. Um, my take on it is everything you guys said is spot on. What what I like from it too, and I, I've mentioned this before, you you want to get some of these looks in, in camp in the preseason to get the errors out of the way. Like you're gonna make mistakes. Let's get the mistakes out of the way in right. camp preseason, and then when you're a little bit more ready to roll, obviously you still be a rookie. Will mm-hmm. he get the green dot through the season? I think eventually, maybe sometime during the season, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, injuries, right, are a big right. part of the game, as, as we all know. And it's about, do you have enough depth this year? And uh, overall, looking at the Cowboys roster, uh, I think they've done a lot better job. You know, I, I do feel a little bit better about the depth across the board versus mm-hmm. what we had last year. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So um, great discussion, guys. Do appreciate you guys for joining, obviously. Um, but, man, great, great discussion, Cowboys fan talk. Shout out to him for joining the, the stream. Uh, 1980 was on here for a bit. Foots the King, the Go to Goats. Thank you for, <laughs> for accepting the uh, invitation. Absolutely. Man. Anytime, my guy. I mean, I appreciate you guys. Great content, man. Yeah. And I'll say that about Oxnard. I mean, Grant, the practices was cool, but it was so cool finding the link up with some of the content creators who I watched and worked with. You know, so I can't wait to get the opportunity to meet you guys, man. We can drink have beers and do all the fun stuff if you watch the video with me watch big game james and law nation i was probably like five long islands in <laughs> before law's like let's go outside and record something i'm just like all right well all right cool <laughs> so uh but it's, it's all a fun time man and interacting with the fans and supporters man it's, it's great feeling dallas cowboys football is back Hey, yes. alcohol is the truth serum oh yeah man <laughs> i had to remember stuff you know like what's going on you know so <laughs> Jay Tuck made a great point about meeting up and, and, you know, talking to other guys that watch your videos and YouTubers, you know, going to the draft, meeting a lot of the creators here, Joe, 1980. And I always have a picture, man. And, and you know, those are those two guys at the time that I was just watching. And mm-hmm. It's just fantastic when you're able right. to slink up with the guys you want. You're like, oh, I didn't know you were that short. Right, 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 right. Especially when like your your members and supporters are watching, because you know, of course, everyone has these weird nicknames and stuff. You know, like oh, I'm Cowboys fan eighty seven. You're like, oh, okay, what's up, bro? Like, you know, so it's it's cool, man. Like I said, that's where I really missed out on last year, not being at the games, interacting with the content creators and the fans. And so I'm excited, man. I can't wait. Can't wait either, guys. But that's all we have today, guys. We do appreciate everybody for watching. If you're catching us on the replay or watching live, make sure you guys pound that like button on your way out. And I'll catch you next week on another episode of the Frisco Report next Tuesday. Peace out, everybody. Do appreciate you guys.